from MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm your host, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi, along with my wonderful co-hosts and traveling partners, Jermaine Flood and Jay White. We'll be traveling the state letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're talking with MPB's Early Childhood Division Manager, Felicia Davis, about Dinosaur Train, the traveling exhibit. Oh, yes. After that, we're heading up to South Haven, Mississippi, for Birding 101 with Sandra of Wild Birds Unlimited of South Haven. And then we'll swing right on over to Snowden Grove Park uh, to talk with Pat the Pork Skin Diva. Love that. Live from her food truck for the city of South Haven's Food Truck Fridays. Yum, yum. Before we get started, let me welcome my traveling partner, Jermaine Flood, to the show. Good morning, Jermaine. Good morning, Kamel. Jay is on vacation, so we don't get the style today. Uh, look, you know we... <laughs> His name last week was Saucy Santana. Right. You remember that? I don't know. That came from a little dude. I had an inkling to try to, like, one him up this morning, but I just, I couldn't do it. I just wanted to just throw on some regular clothes. Yeah. So. Look, he set the bar so high with the drip. I mean. He did. He got the crown. He did. It, he sashayed so He did. Easily. I mean, it came with a scarf and all, so. <laughs> So how have things been in your world? It's been good in my world. You know, just hanging out, working, and trying to figure out what's going to happen in the world of events exactly. each week. So, Aren't I we mean, all? just excited about what's coming up and what people can look forward to doing this weekend, next week, and yeah. just enjoying life. How's, how has your time been at Visit Mississippi? Oh, it's been great. Oh, we are just on the move. You know, everything is just opening up so grand. I mean, it's just grand how big things have gotten. Uh, went to Tupelo this week for the Natchez Trace Compact meeting, which okay. is a uh, group of cities and states who all pool their resources together to uh, push the, uh, the, the, uh, the Natchez Trace. So all of the cities that are right off of the Natchez right. Trace, you know, we try to bring that together. It's an organization. Good and stuff. everybody puts their money together to promote each other's cities and assets so that tourists, you know, bike, uh, people who bike. Do you bike? Are you a biker? I, I, I biked. By the time I was like 15, I stopped biking. Ah. But they say, you you know, you never lose it. Right, right. <laughs> I had a trouble just walking up the hill to come oh into the God, door this Jermaine. morning. Get yourself I together. told Java. I told Java. I was like, Java, let me catch my breath. You just have to count it as your steps. That's I all. Did. I did. I was just like. count it as your steps. And then I was trying right. to get to him first. And I was like, Java, I need you. <laughs> so I don't know about the bike. But it sounds great. So are they doing like a biking trail? Or? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the thing about it is, I mean, it's a whole biking community uh, yeah. all over the world. And they seek out uh, places to go. And the Natchez Trace is at the top of the list. Oh, uh, uh, shout out to Mike Jones. And who? Mike Jones. Yes. For all who, the people. Who? Who? You know? <laughs> there you go, Java. What was the number, Java? 281-330. Eight zero zero four. Jesus, Louise, y'all remember that? That's it. 
You remember they had to shut that number down because he got so many calls. We're getting way into the weeds I here, guys. Know it. But I a marketing know it. genius. A marketing yes. genius. Yes. Nobody ever did yes. it like him again. So the biking. Yeah, and I was saying shout out to Mike Jones who was over the outdoors hunting and biking part of uh our uh tourism department. Uh I'm telling you, it's so many people who come from all over the world to do the Natchez Trace and it hits three states. It hits all kind of different cities. And uh, like I said, it was a great meeting. I mean, uh, of all of us coming together in Zoom and in person mm-hmm, in Tupelo. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, yes. uh, the only way I'll bike is if they put the big seat and not the small cycle seat on, oh. on it. Then I'll come out to the Natchez Trace and bike with them. I'm telling you. Give me the extra large. Yeah, the big seat. They have the custom. They have them. Yeah. Do they? <laughs> Java, do you bike, sir? Well, I will say that, you know, here on the complex, we have those bikes that you can pull off of the racks. Have y'all seen those? I have seen them. They're right there. And they stay full. (laughs) Right. It's it's always full when I see it. You can see see me bike every once in a blue moon around. I stay on the flatlands, though. (laughs) I I learned my limitations quick coming up that hill. No hills. I told you, those hills are kind of top heavy. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A brother's kind of top heavy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. getting to events that are going. Oh, let me ask you this. Right. The mayo on the corn. So the mayo on the corn took its own life last week. Are you serious? Malcolm White also asked about the mayo. He was like, so you're the mayo on the corn person. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And Ellie Banks, who um, was a former employee up here at MPB, sent me a video from us at the Choctaw Indian Fair in 2018. And that was my first time eating the corn with the mayo. And I'm mm-hmm. literally over there, like, getting it Go, in. Getting it in. Yes, yes. And Ellie uh, commented on that video in 2018 that this was the best corn she had ever had. Wow. So you didn't have to work up to it, like, second, third time I tried it, uh, it, it clicked. First time you were in. Right. The first wow. time I was in. I mean, we all were. It was three of us. And- Jermaine, I'm just going to say, you've got to bring a bunch of ears of corn. Hot. <laughs> Put them in mayo and put the, you know, whatever goes on top and serve them to all of us. That's that's just what you got to do at this point. Or you can go, which is going to be tomorrow, um, is the last day to the 72nd annual Choctaw yes. Indian Fair. Um, that is taking place on their centuries-old homeland in beautiful Choctaw, Mississippi. Now they gather each July. It's hot, but it's fun time to celebrate their heritage and share the beautiful and vibrant culture with the state. And this year's theme is the Choctaw Spirit Lives On, so you'll experience historical and cultural displays, social dancing, tribal arts and crafts, mm-hmm. Choctaw stickball. That's something that I've never played. Mm. Um, as well as the Choctaw Indian Princess Pageant and some great corn now and food there you go and <laughs> talking about being hot if you want to cool down make sure you stop by the bluebell ice cream social with the city of soul at the uh jackson zoo for its yeah. rejuvenation rejuvenation yeah, as ej rivers coined re- that renovation turned on its head mm-hmm. rejuvenation <laughs> Yeah, the ice cream is going to be good, but I have to have lactose-free, and that's not on the list. Um, Jermaine, live creams. on the edge. I'll try. Live. Oh. <laughs> you can always go with sherbet. 
the, yeah, sherbet yeah. or lactose free. Lactose free is it leaves a little to the imagination, but y'all go out and <laughs> that was nice. That was a nice. <laughs> y'all go out that. and try that at the Bluebell um, Ice Cream Social with the City of Soul. That's tomorrow now, y'all, between eleven a.m. and three p.m. Of course, at the Jackson Zoo. So many great activities: um, Discovery reptiles, Snap Happy face painting, Inky the clown. So y'all make sure y'all go out to that. That'll be a good one. I'm telling you. That'll be a good one. Yes, yes. (laughs) Now, remember, if you'd like to view events happening around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org forward slash events. And if you have an event you'd like to share, you can upload it directly to our events calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. Now, it's time for our first break. But when Kamel and I return, we're heading to the Mississippi Children's Museum. So don't go too far. We're going to have fun there. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, is a show that explores issues that relate to you and your family. To find out what we're all about, subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB public media app. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi, along with co-host and traveling partner, Jermaine Flood. Today, our road trip takes us to the Mississippi Children's Museum in Jackson for their dinosaur train traveling exhibit and the 8th annual Neon Night. Here to tell us what's to expect is MPB's Early Childhood Division Manager, Felicia Davis. Good morning, Felicia. How you feeling? Good morning. I feel great. It's Friday. It is Friday. Yay. All day. All day. Didn't Friday just do something <laughs> to you from a little kid all the way to you old and, and, and about to go in the dirt? Fridays just have some pizzazz to them. You remember exactly. TGIF? What? Thank goodness it's Friday on on primetime. Yes. Yes. The bit, wasn't Full House on there? Yep, Full House. Um, what else? Family Matters. Oh, Family. Step by Come step. On. Step by step. Oh, Jabba, you tripping. Boy Meets World. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, now. We're telling our age, age right now. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Felicia, we're so glad that you were able to come in and talk about Dinosaur Train. Um, the exhibit, that's the traveling exhibit that's going on right now at the Mississippi Children's Museum. Now, as your role as early childhood um, division manager here at MPB, can you just let our audience know exactly what all that entails for you? Well, let me first say I'm happy to be here and I thank you for the invitation to speak What I do as the Early Childhood Education Division Manager is we host a lot of community events that focus on literacy. And one of the great things we've done recently is our director of the education department, Dr. Tara Wren, um, formed a collaboration with the Children's Museum where we, as the early education team, go in every Wednesday for the months of June and July. And what uh, our education specialist, Ms. Kedra Hooks, has done is she came up with all these awesome little science activities And so we highlight uh, dinosaurs and all things dinosaur, and we also provide goodies for the children. And it's in in tandem with the actual exhibit that's over in the corner. We're separated from it. But people, we call it our MPB, uh, Dino Days with MPB. 
And it's a lot of great fun for the children. Yeah. Now, if you don't know <clears throat> about Dinosaur Train, this is based on the Jim Henson's company, popular PBS kids TV series. Um, and this takes children on a time traveling adventure back to the age of dinosaurs. They can enjoy Buddy, the star of the show, on his quest to learn more about dinosaurs as they hop aboard the dinosaur train to learn more about paleontology. I hope I said that right. Natural history. Mm. Thank you. I said that, that right. That was a team. Yes. Thank you, team. You could have just kept going. We would have never known that you struggled with that word. Seriously. So, I mean, it's such a great show. Of course, kids are just in love with dinosaurs. Tyrannosaurus Rex being, of course, the number one dinosaur ever. Um, But tell us about when you go out um, for your, you know, outreach portion of it all. What is the response when you get there and how are the kids just taking it all in? Well, what we do is we take the science lessons and activity sheets along with us, as well as a prize for the children. They get a ticket, and the prize is sitting on the table along with the uh, the craft or the activity. And so you won't believe the response when they see that. Is that mine? Can I have that? Can I have that? How do I win this? How do I get that? And so what happened was Jim Henson was cleaning out some um, of their storage areas, and Dr. Wren just happened to be having the conversation about Dinosaur Train and our partnership. Mm -hmm. And they were kind enough to give us lots of great giveaways to give to the babies, um, Dinosaur Train giveaways. But it's a lot of great fun. But the kiddos, some of them are repeat every Wednesday. They come in and they Mm -hmm. look for us. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now it's like I can recognize some of them every week. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Noah. You know, and so it's really a fun time for all of the children as well as us as the education specialist and the division manager. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that, Felicia, I mean, MPB is just so integral in so many children's lives uh, from the television programming. I mean, literally, I raised uh, her mother and I raised her on and still to this day, raise her on that program. And it was great, clean, award winning programming. And, uh, you know, what your department does is. Uh, you guys are really aggressive about being in the community and affecting children. So explain how MPB has always fostered that mindset to really impact children at a certain level. Okay, well, let me start by saying this. I grew up, I'm from Greenville, Mississippi, and I live in a rural area, and we had three channels. And one Mm -hmm. of those channels was the PBS station. So I grew up on a lot of the PBS shows as well, like Sesame Street, but Snuffleupagus was just an imaginary friend. But mm-hmm. all those things helped me and, and shaped me into who I am. And so I, in turn, my children watched a lot of um, educational television. And so what we do is we highlight um, a lot of the shows, uh, PBS um, shows, and we create lessons and um, opportunities for parents to come out. We have programs where we focus on those shows. We do teacher workshops that focus on the shows and show them there's a lot of trusted and great material that they can utilize at home or in the classroom. Yes. Jermaine, if you're anywhere from my era, all you got to say is, <laughs> butterflies in the sky. Oh, yes. <laughs> Took me I back. I can fly twice, twice as high. Yes. Take a look. It's in a book. Re- it's <laughs> Java. Am I right? That is like a slam hit. Yeah, you're right about it. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I remember. That was good stuff. That yes. was good stuff. I love the whole idea of the outreach when it comes down to education and just the work that you all do for um, that at out-
outside of MPB education. So I just thank you for all of that. So mm-hmm. what can the kids look forward to coming up next? Is it every Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday from 10 to 12 p.m. From 10, 10 to 12 p.m. So do can we get a preview? And also, I heard that there are some children who have issues with, you know, you're giving out prizes, so some of them aren't getting those prizes. Yes, and it becomes an issue sometimes. <laughs> and little Johnny gets upset, and then mom has to escort him to another section. Oh. But it's okay it gets because serious. they're so passionate about it. it and they, gets you know, serious they recognize Dr. Train, and they eagerly await. The parents eagerly await 11.50 when we do our drawing, and they stand there and wait. Nobody shows, are you going to pull another one? We pull another. Uh, this particular week, uh, we had two prizes. Mm-hmm. And so there was a parent there, and he was a... I must say he may be a number one dad and all of his girls um, had tickets in their hands. And so I, we called the first number, no takers, no mm-hmm. winners. Okay. 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 Let's do, she's going to draw again. She's going to draw again. Uh, no takers. And the third time was a charm and his, um, his daughter won the prize and she was super excited. And so their materials include like toy trains, dinosaur um, train rings, coloring books, activity books, um, and so it's a great opportunity just to have fun as a family. And then they they see something that they know and recognize and love, Dinosaur Train. And it's just a great opportunity for the Children's Museum as well as us here at MPB. Now, Felicia, I, I felt a little bit of sarcasm <laughs> when you said that uh, we would call him uh, a number one dad. I felt a little sarcastic pause right there. I don't really know if I'm just feeling that myself. Well, I'm going to move on. From, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Nothing personal. <laughs> nothing personal. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm a number one dad. You are. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go to a break, right. Felicia. Right. Listen, it's time to let you go. There are a lot and, of number uh, one dads. <laughs> there are a lot. Felicia, we have had such a great time with you here. This is Felicia Davis. She is the early childhood division manager for MPB Education here, and of course, they're going out every Wednesday to the Mississippi Children's Museum for the Dinosaur Train, the traveling exhibit. This exhibit has been going on since May 14th. It will all go all the way until September the 4th. And for more information, that's going to be MississippiChildrensMuseum.org. Now, listen, if you'd like to view events happening around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org forward slash events. You can submit there, too. So if you'd like to share that, send it to us, upload it directly to the calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. It's time for a break. Don't go too far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB. TV Think Radio. This is your family and I'm your mom. You may be different, but we're all creatures. All dinosaurs have different features. Come on, buddy, we'll take a vacation. I'll get us a ticket at Pteranodon Station. We'll travel the world in sunshine and rain and meet all the species on the Dinosaur Train. Connect with the people looking to connect with you. Become an underwriter with Mississippi Public Broadcasting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash more slash underwriting.
You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi, along with my co-host and traveling partner, Jermaine Flood. Remember, if you'd like to view events happening around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org slash events. And if you have an event you'd like to share and you can upload it directly to the events calendar or you even can email it to events at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we spoke with Felicia Davis about the Dinosaur Train Traveling Exhibit at the Mississippi Children's Museum. But right now, I'd like to welcome to the show show Sandra of Wild Birds Unlimited in South Haven, Mississippi. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Sandra. Thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Sandra. It's good to talk to you again. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, Sandra, I mean, let's just go straight into it. You've got to tell me about Wild Birds Unlimited of South Haven. I need to know all about it. Well, I'd love to tell you all about it. We are um, a nature store. We have everything that you need to enjoy the wild birds in your backyard, from feeders to houses to feed and even a few garden accessories. Now, I mean, tell us how Wild Birds Unlimited of South Haven got started. Where did the the passion come from, the experience uh, for it to grow into such a thriving business? And isn't there a location in Jackson as well, Sandra? There is a store in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, The owner is Kathy Ross. It's a beautiful store. Um, So we have our two locations in Mississippi. There are approximately 350 stores nationwide. Uh, It is a franchise. We are individually owned. My husband and I decided that we were enjoying our birds so much um, that we started looking into the franchise and I was just going to look and get some information and from the time I made my first phone call to August that was in 2016 May of 2016 to August of 2017 mm-hmm. we opened our store okay okay I so, love it I love it now as it re- no go ahead Sandra it's okay it's um we it's a fun place. It's you know they say if you find something that you love mm-hmm. to do, it's not work, mm-hmm. and it's not. We just have wonderful customers that come in. Everybody from brand new people to the hobby to people that have been doing the hobby for twenty plus years. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Now before we get into the birding one hundred and one event, mm-hmm. what is our state bird, Sandra? Do you? How dare you ask that? Our Jermaine, that is, is the there's a lot of birds. Bird. It's, okay. it's a what? Mockingbird. Camel. Sa- <laughs> Look, Sandra, did not give me the Everybody answer, knows that, uh, other than Jermaine. <laughs> Come on, Jermaine. <laughs> there's so what many birds here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandra, for that. Now, related to Birding 101 event that's going to be held at the M.R. Davis Public Library in South Haven, tell me all about it and what can attendees look forward to learning? It is basically a beginning course. It introduces you to the hobby, to the uh, types of birds that you might see in your backyard, um, identifying them, 
what kinds of food they like to eat, what what they like to eat from, what type of a feeder. Do they love uh, to build nests in a house, or do they build nests just, you know, in trees mm-hmm. or bushes? Um, it's just a, a basic introduction to the birding hobby. Right, right. Mm. Is there an age limit, or who can attend? Anybody can attend, and I get so excited when we get children mm-hmm. interested in the hobby. Um, I'm a lover of technology, but I, nature, getting children outside to in, enjoy the hobby is a big deal. So I'm hoping to see a lot of children at the library. And for the younger ones, I have an activity for them um, to make a small bird feeder. Okay. That, that's the bird feeding right, uh, the music. music right there. <laughs> that attracts all the birds. You just gave us that a little tidbit. Thank you, I Sandra. Them. I heard them coming. <laughs> now, Sandra, is I don't know, is birding classes something that happens all the time, or is this such a unique birding class that, you know, you can basically only get it here in South Haven or here in Jackson? Anybody can do it. Um, we have a great support group um, at the corporate level. Um, teams of people that help us out and give us the tools that we need to be able to um, help people enjoy the hobby more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a I have a slideshow that um, I was giving given a little information and I built the slideshow. Um, we have all kinds of um, guides for them to introduce them again to the types of feed that you want to put out, mm-hmm. the types of feeders. Placement of your feeders is important. Okay. You know, if you mm-hmm. place them too close to a tree without something protective, you're going to get other critters besides the birds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> now, Sandra, you said you and your husband um, the, were enjoying your, your birds so much that you decided to really invest, you know, in the business and get into uh, letting other people learn how to enjoy it. But where yeah. did you get started? Where did the passion from it uh, come for you and for your husband where it was something that you just wanted to do so badly and share with other people? Well, Probably growing up, my mother always had a garden. My dad always fed the birds. And um, we also have another location that's close to us. It's in Memphis, Tennessee. And I happen to have worked with uh, one of the owners in a different um, career. So I had started shopping in their store and as I retired from my airline career, I was looking for something else to do. And I said, let's just check this out. We were already feeding the birds, but I can tell you that the, when I started shopping at the wild bird store, the, the food is so much better mm-hmm. than you might find in a big box store. Mm-hmm. It, it's pure seed. Um, it's just really great quality. And the difference when we started putting out different kinds of food and we started getting all these different kinds of birds, 
um, the passion just grew. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Now, here's the thing, Sandra. I don't know if this counts as a wild bird. So I have a parrot that we've had since 2002. He's turning 20 this year. What? Yes, literally. They did live quite a long time. Sandra, tell Kamel how long they can live. Oh, now, see, you're in an... That's an area that I am not as familiar with. Okay. Um, but truly, they were once wild birds, just not here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now they're domesticated <laughs> um, birds. Okay. I'm thinking they can live uh, up to 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, he's 20. He's 20. It's going to be. Yeah. He can outlive the whole, uh, I know the whole a generation. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I know a couple of people that have them. Um, and I do have people call. We don't really carry the type of food that right. they need. Right, right. We go to big box stores to to buy that that food that he eats. Right. So, so you the, you feed. See, uh, uh, we were just talking about this the other day. You feeding him the old Roy of bird food. <laughs> you remember, y'all remember that dog? <laughs> I'm sure I'll never get a sponsorship yeah. from Old Roy yeah, at this yeah. point. But you giving him the old Roy? They, How did no. he last thirty they, years? No. <laughs> Sandra, help me out here with Camille. <laughs> so they just have a different dietary need than your wild birds. Need. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. She's now, doing the right thing. Right. Thank you. That's why he's lived so long, Camille. 20 years. That's, it's from the love. Right. It's not from the food. He says hello. He sings what? the Andy Griffith. He whistles the Andy Griffith no. tune. Yes, I did oh, that. Oh, my goodness. No. I taught him that. that- What, Jermaine? I promise. I taught him that. I've got to come by and see that. It took about three hours, but I I taught him. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. And then he'll he'll ask what you want because we ask him what you want. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) I would would answer every time. (laughs) Now, Sandra, tell me something. Are there things people should know before they come to this Birding 101 class? Not a thing. Okay. Ah, that's good. Not a thing. That's right up my alley. Come, Come and we'll just dive right into it. Um, it's interactive. I want people to ask questions. I don't want to stand up there and just be a lecturer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to interact with my audience. I want to know, and there are no dumb questions. Good. The Good. only Not, dumb yeah. question is the one that goes unasked. Right. I know that's right. And Jermaine, I'm sure Sandra had to do something so- calm and soothing after a career in, you know, being in, in the air with all types of people and <laughs> with true. unsavory attitudes. So I'm just in I'm just in a different air biz, airline business. There you go. That was now, Sandra. <laughs> we're we're with the birds. Oh, look, that was great, Sandra. <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. Now to everyone listening, Burning One Hundred and One with Wild Birds Unlimited of South Haven will be happening tomorrow, two p.m. until three p.m. at the M.R. Davis Public Library. That's at eight. 8554 Northwest Drive in South Haven, Mississippi. Um, Sandra, can you tell anyone else where they can find out more about um, Wild Birds Unlimited of South Haven and what you all are doing there? We do have a Facebook, Wild Birds Unlimited of South Haven. And we also have a website, wbu.com forward slash South Haven. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Sandra, for joining us today. Oh, that was Birding 101 with Sandra. I love it. Make sure that you all stay tuned. We are going to go to a quick break, but when we return, it's time to eat some pork skins. Kamel, you ready? 
I don't eat pork. Oh, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm digging right in. <laughs> Make sure you, you stay you tuned. You weren't expecting that one. Right. Make sure you stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Next on Next Stop Mississippi, this is MPB Think Radio. It's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Just because you find a shop that is a little bit cheaper doesn't always make it the best shop. You can even turn that around just because it's a little bit higher. It may not be the best shop. Talk to the manager. You talk to the technicians. Check the reviews on them and on that shop. See what is best for you. Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10 a.m., Saturdays at 11 a.m., or anytime on the MPB Public Media app. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi, Think Radio at MPB. I'm your host, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi, along with my co-host and traveling partner, Jermaine Flood. me. Flooding the airways. <laughs> Remember, if you'd like to view events happening around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org, and you can check it out at the community events. And if you have an event you'd like to share, you can send it directly to us and email it at events at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we spoke with uh, Miss Sandra about Birding 101 class at the M.R. Davis Public Library, and she is with Wild Birds Unlimited South Haven. Right now, I'd like to welcome Pat Allen, the pork skin diva. What a trademarkable name to Next Stop Mississippi. <laughs> How are you doing, Pat? I am doing wonderful this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Pork skin diva, that's what I'm talking about. Where did that name come from? That name came from, first of all, I must say good morning to all of Mississippians. I'm down in South Haven, Mississippi at Snowden Grove, but that name came from the Lord because I wanted to be more than just a poor skin. I wanted to be the diva because I got so many flavors. I know that's right. Don't you just sound like when you get in your bag of pork skins, you're going to say, Miss Pat, come here and give me a hug. I just need a hug with with these pork skins. (laughs) Now, Miss Pat, now you're calling us live from the Pork Skin Diva truck, right? Yes, I am. So they are live on location, Kamel, right now. They're cooking them up right now. Ooh. I mean, tell us about how you got started. You know, uh, were you frying pork skins for the family and they were just loving your your recipes and you expand? How did how did you even get into the business of pork skin mania? Well, let me tell you this. My husband retired six years ago and I told him to buy me a trailer. And he said, what are you going to do with it? And I said, I'm going out to the warehouses and I'm going to be selling uh, hamburgers and uh hot dogs and stuff to the workers that can't go. Well, I tell people my husband is related to everyone, so people that kind of knew him say, hey, if you accredit me until Friday, I will pay you. Well, mm. Friday never came. Right. So we put the trailer in storage, and I began to pray and tell the Lord, I need to know that I buy something that I can't eat. And just like I'm talking to you all, he said no. And I jumped, and I said, well, what do you want me to do? He says, pork rind. Well, lo and behold, I have ate, had eaten them, brother, but I didn't know about doing this. Mm-hmm. So I began to run to the grocery stores looking for something to meet to cook for my pork rind. And they was looking, the butcher was looking at me like, no, no. Mm-hmm. So I went on over to the computer. 
and I got my niche from there. And then I started cooking uh, just local. Just, I was just going to do it as a hobby. It wasn't going to be a business. And lo and behold, when I started this, people from everywhere heard about me, and they came. They said, oh, we love it. We, this, it's just the best. It's better than in the stores because it's fresh. Mm. And this year in February, I said, Lord, here I am. And I'm just amazed. Right. And I just, I just want to read off some of my flavors to you. Please all. do. I'm already Get getting, a salivating up in here. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I have plain. I have barbecue, hot and spicy, ranch, sour cream, <gasps> cheese, tuna, tacos, nacho cheddar, what? cinnamon sugar, cinnamon twist, lemon pepper, salt and vinegar, smoked barbecue, smoked bacon, buffalo wing ranch, chicken lemon pepper, garlic parmesan, I have fake bacon, mm. and I have steel pickle, and I have total season, and a large, you know, back in the day, the day our ancestors and grandparents made them crackling, so I have that also. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and that's my, my mother's favorite kind of pork skin is the crackling. What's the difference? Y'all school oh, up on... Uh, yes. Yeah. Miss uh, Pat, can you tell him what's the difference between the crackling and the pork skin itself? Sure. The, the cracklings are smaller. They are cruncher. They have a little meat left on it, on the skin. Mm-hmm. So that's they have a different taste mm-hmm. from your other seasons. But... Um, I also tell people, out of all my flavors that I have, you can mix anything that I got and come up with your own flavor. Wow. That sounds good. Now, you are coming live from the food truck, but tell us a little bit about Food Truck Fridays that's being hosted by the city of South Haven. Well, I call it an awesome thing. But today, we are the only one on the scene. Okay. Because some of the... Vendors are having a little issue. They're going to straighten it up, and I hope to see it on Friday that we are just stacked in here knee-deep. Oh, so you're getting all the money today, basically, Miss Pat. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I tell people, when you go into business, if you don't know, go, go get a class and learn how to beat about the business. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's not, not about people that you cooked at home and think you can come. Everybody got Rules and regulations, and let's follow. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is right. Preach, Miss Pat. Teach a class. <laughs> now, Miss Pat, the pork skin diva, she is at Snowden Grove Park. This is presented by the city of South Haven. This is their food truck Fridays. It'll be going on. It started at 10 a.m. Dusk will be the time. What, when is dusk, Miss Pat, for y'all in South Haven? Well, the time <laughs> is, uh, we get here at 10 o'clock to set up, but we don't start serving. Until 11 o'clock. Okay. Until 3. Okay. 11 to 3. 13 minutes, everybody. I'll tell Look, Miss Pat, uh, people who are over the age of 35 don't know the word dusk. <laughs> I'm telling you, walk up to a 13-year-old and say, what time, about what time is dusk? dusk. <laughs> They're going to have to wa- Google it. Trust me. You just believe it. I'm I old. People don't even know what pork rinds are. And they come and tell me, oh, no. Uh, you can't eat that. That's not good. But it's a healthy snack. It's keto diet friendly. It's diabetes <laughs> friendly. And if you ever had a kidney transplant, mm-hmm. this is one of the snacks that the doctor recommends that you eat. Miss Pat. Do 
zero carb, and the doctor approved it. Miss Pat, Ms. I am on my way to South Haven right now because let me tell you, I need a bag of ranch, sour cream, Definitely want taco, nacho chip. Matter of fact, I just need a bag of them all. And what I don't have, I, I'll I'll be gracious and share. Pat, now that I found out, it matches the keto diet. And this is coming from the man who said he wasn't going to eat pork rinds or does it. And so he'll be there by dusk. Change my mind, He'll be Bobby. there by dusk, Miss Pat. <laughs> <laughs> now, Miss Pat, can, no, go ahead, Miss Pat. And I want to shout out this, too, that I do have two products. That is not a pork. So I get a lot of people that don't eat pork, and I understand. And that would be my cinnamon twist and the fake bacon. The fake bacon looks like fake bacon, but it doesn't taste like fake bacon. And that is a wheat product. That is not pork. All right, then. There you go. There there we go. There you go. And then when nobody's looking, I'm going to sneak a couple handfuls of the sour cream and (laughs) and ranch pork rind. Now, Ms. Pat, can you tell everyone how they can contact you for information about the Pork Skin Diva food truck um, as it relates to you being at Food Truck Fridays for the city of South Haven? Yes. You can reach me at 662-772-9772. And Miss Pat, we... I just have the phone call instead of you emailing and texting all this stuff because, see, I'm busy. If I hear that phone ring, I can handle that more better. I know that's right, Miss Pat. <laughs> call my phone. All these, everybody want to text and email and, and, and direct message. Just call me. <laughs> Just call. And Miss Pat, we got to thank you for having a business like this because working in tourism, people from all over the country and all over the world come to Mississippi looking for unique things like this. This is something that you probably can't get in other states or other countries. So we encourage you to keep doing things like this. This is what keeps tourism alive. Thank you. And my logo says. When peas fly, we fry. <laughs> now, you are just snazzy. Miss Pat, I enjoyed you today, and thank you so much for joining us on the show. Everybody, that is Miss Pat Allen. She is the Pork Skin Diva. She will be at the City of South Haven's Food Truck Friday today um, at the arena at South Haven and Snowden Grove Park. So make sure you all enjoy that. 10 a.m. it starts, well, she said 11, until dusk. Dusk. <laughs> You get there after dusk. Don't be looking for no pork rinds. Now, that time moves kind of, it's a fluid time, ladies and gentlemen. But if she's gone, you're after dusk. Right, right. (laughs) Now, we want to go ahead, Kamel, and let's jump into some more events. So I wanted to go back to the Mississippi Children's Museum because the Children's Museum is not only for children on this night. They are having neon night tomorrow night. 8 p.m. until 11.59 p.m. Have you ever heard of Neon Night? Oh, most certainly. That's one of their biggest fundraisers, and people truly come out and support on those nights. Have you ever gone? (laughs) No. No, I haven't, but I should. Right. And I will. It sounds like it sounds so fun. So you can join them tomorrow for that neon night. This is a signature summer fundraising event, which brings the Mississippi Children's Museum to life with glowing lights, electrifying music, specialty drinks and savory snacks. And guests are invited to dress up with glowing necklaces. 
glowing rings, bracelets, and you're just going to be out there dancing the night away. Yes, yes. Glowing in the dark. Glowing in the dark. I mean, who don't want to do that? Okay, do you remember the shoes that used to light up that you could take and run with? It was like the British Knights or something. Yeah, my dad, yeah, uh, Lee King and Gloria King. the L.A. Gear? Yeah, they never bought me those. British Knights didn't have them. Okay, L.A. Gear. It was L.A. Gear. It was a Payless had them. Oh, (laughs) and you didn't want those (laughs) because you went from, you know, those are cool shoes to I'm going to beat you up because you have those right, shoes on. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Java, have you ever gone or visited Neon Night? No, I haven't been to Neon Night, but I hear it is, you know, the premier, the premier fundraiser event. event for the uh, Children's Museum, and it is not for children. So, you know, right. you want to keep that in mind. 21 or older. <laughs> Um, it's definitely not for children, but it was established by a dedicated group of young professionals who are a part of the MCM partners and who value and support the MCM's mission to promote literacy, health, and education to children, even though this is not that. But as um, the youngest signature event, this has quickly become a must-attend party now for the young and the young-at-heart adult crowd. And as Java would say, there will be a lot of luminaries there. Oh, plenty of luminaries. It's going to be lit up. <laughs> oh, okay. Luminaries like luminaries. lights. Okay. Yeah, like uh, describe a luminary there, Java. I mean, Kamel, just think about yourself. What are those attributes that you have and carry? Uh, and then they, and they move into that category not for, have done that. for luminary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Java all July now. <laughs> Kamel King is a luminary. Whatever. He knows this. <laughs> I am illuminated by the Lord above. Yes. Now, yes. Let's talk about another event that I got a chance to uh, be a part of the opening part, the opening of, and it is such a wonderful exhibit. MTV turns 40. I still want my MTV. That is ending August 1st. So I encourage you to get to the Grammy Museum in Mississippi, in Cleveland, the only other Grammy Museum outside of Los Angeles. And this is the first major exhibit to be curated by the Grammy Museum Mm -hmm. uh, team. And it's about Mississippi in Bob Pittman. People don't know that the founder of MTV, the thing that changed. Was from here. Was from here. Here. And I got a chance to meet him. They've got all types of clothes and different memorabilia and wonderful things in there. Uh, Old videos that anybody who remembers the nostalgic times Uh when it got started. Uh It is a great, great event. Do you remember when MTV? You too young for that. No. So thank you. One. Thank you. I was I was probably one years old when they turned, you know, when they came on. Yeah. So I'm not so, so young. So I kind of remember some of it. Mm. Um, My parents really were relaxed with me watching whatever I wanted to watch. That's great parenting right there. (laughs) So by the time I was five, I was probably watching some MTV. MTV, right. Um, But yeah, I was actually, and shameless plug, actually able to go on behalf of Chalkboard Chat, our MPB education podcast. Mm. So there is a podcast that lives that that will kind of walk you around that exhibit, the Mm -hmm. MTV Turns 40 exhibit. But it is an amazing exhibit. It really does take you back to some of those old times and you're like, I remember that that VJ or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it really is a great exhibit. Java, do you remember how MTV impacted your life, you know, growing up? Yeah, it was the channel. Like mm-hmm. it's just is I mean, MTV in tandem with B E T, those were the channels. Like it wasn't yeah. even anything 
to to say like either we're watching MTV, BET, and then as I got even as I got older, it became ESPN with sports or whatever. But starting off, it was MTV, BET. That was it. Like you know, yeah. and that, if you haven't been to that exhibit, I didn't know it was closing August first. It's been here for like a year. Almost so for any music lovers or any uh, fans who want to take a trip down memory lane, I implore you to get there before August 1st because it is a great exhibit. Uh, You can think of all of the people who have, you know, culturally changed the world through MTV. So Michael Jackson, uh, people like MC Hammer, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all the VJs. If you remember those early days, they have a mock up of the old set that you can kind of sit in and take you down memory lane. Look at a moon man uh, statue from the MTV Music Awards or the movie awards. And it's a it's a real it's a real eye opener for any fan or, you know, anybody who grew up in that MTV era. Yes. Man, MTV raps changed my life. I'm just, I mean. Yeah, yo MTV raps. Yo That's, MTV raps. That was oh, it. my goodness. Yes, indeed. Well, I tell you, it, <laughs> woo, we could talk all day about MTV. Right, but, uh, right. Yes, indeed. Well, look, we've come to the end of another great we trip. Have. And I just enjoy this so much. Jermaine, you are awesome. Thanks. It you are so too, Camille. awesome to be on. The, Java, you, you know. You know how I feel about you, man. Step your game up. He's no, I'm just awesome. kidding. Kamel, just, so awesome. I, got, I, got, I got two words for you, Kamel. Yes, sir. Shine on. Oh, my goodness. You are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we have enjoyed our time with you. Yes. We've come to a, the end of another great trip, and we want to thank you for traveling with, with us and thank today's guests. Uh, today, we have had our friends on today. Oh, Last Ms. week, Pat, we talked. Miss Pat, Pat. Yeah, with the, Pat pork the pork diva. skin diva. Yes, we had Miss Sandra with Wild Birds Unlimited. And then from MPB's Early Childhood, Miss uh, Felicia Davis. Yes, indeed. Remember, if you'd like to view events happening around the state, visit our events calendar at MPB Online and go to the community events. And if you would like to share an event, email it to events at mpb.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. Uh, For myself, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi, and for Jermaine Flood, we are out of here. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can... Please contribute today at mpbonline.org.